Welcome to planetmullins.com. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Planet Mullins podcast. Da, 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 da. I'm kicking off season four today with a fantastic uh, group. Sisters Chris and Alex Angelus, they're singer-songwriters from California. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so thanks so much for coming on. I'm honored to have both of you. Chris has done the show before, and that was pre-pandemic. Um, but now today we have the lovely and talented both of you. Uh, you're going to sing and play and talk about the... You've got so much exciting stuff to talk about. You're you're on a, a roll with the career, and you got a brand new album coming out September 9th, and then you're going to play the Hotel Cafe on August 25th. And I don't yeah. even know where to start. You can just start with start with anything. Tell me about the live gig. Are you both going to be on that gig? Yes. So um, I am the singer songwriter generally. This Alex is a wonderful generally, actress. Generally, 100%. <laughs> I, I am 100%. Um, Alex is is a very talented actress and writer and director, um, but she can also sing really well. She sings harmonies with me whenever I can get her to. Um, so cool. to be clear, um, and uh, and yes, she will be joining me at the Hotel Cafe on August twenty fifth to celebrate the release of my new album, Damn Shame Waste, which is coming out on September 9th. That is so cool. <laughs> And well, and since we talked about the stuff that's going on with me, you should tell some stuff that's going on with you with your career too, because you're here. <laughs> um, well, I yeah, I'm an actress, and I have a, an exciting horror thriller movie coming out. Uh, wow. Not sure, not sure exactly when. You know how these things go. It could be at festival. Could be. Um, What's it called? In theaters. It's called Do Not Watch. But don't <laughs> let that stop you. Yeah, please watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, so, yeah. um, in the movie, how long are you alive in the film? Do you get killed off? Like, a lot of times the pretty girls get killed off in the movies. Well, I can't tell you that. Oh, so you do get killed off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an assumption that you're making. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that would be a spoiler. <laughs> well, I've seen some some videos on YouTube of the two of you singing together in the past, and it's amazing just how tight and in tune and wonderful it just seems like it's an effortless thing for you is that because of the twin factor did you uh practice i mean we definitely or how did that happen we definitely practiced but i think that the identical dna thing um and you know we've been doing this for a long time honestly we've been singing together since we were like five we wrote a song together when we were three um we didn't harmonize though um but yeah we when we were yeah when we were younger like when you're like nine ten we were starting to figure out how to harmonize um you know we would go to our, our parents would put us to bed bedtime so they could like have their adult time and we wouldn't sleep we would just lay there in bed and like sing harmonies together um <laughs> so it's become kind of it, it comes naturally now from doing it so much i think yeah. right and she's so. pretty incredible she's the one who i think taught me how to harmonize um because i was so used to taking the lead and she just got so good at it because i don't know like i can literally i do this to her sometimes um where i'll just 
be like, she'll be in the audience and I'll be like, hey, I have this new song. Alex, come sing with me. And she's like not heard the song before and she'll figure it out. She's really good. <laughs> the lyrics part is kind of tricky. <clears throat> Whatever. Right. It, w- w- she figures it out. We yeah. know. <laughs> These are so, our twin powers. Twin powers. <clears throat> so, Chris, on this new album, Damn Shame Waste, I listened to a couple of the preview cuts. And not only did the harmonies and how beautiful they are strike me as great, but it just seems like you're kind of going in a new direction. In what way? Uh, in the just the it's more sounds more introspective. This album to me than some. Yeah, so I was I was curious if you if you felt like I was going in a different way, like sound wise, like production wise, or or more kind of content wise. And content wise, I I think yes, because a lot of my songs have been very much like sad heartbreak songs, and not that there isn't any of that on this. Don't worry if that's why you're here people um but but um there is a lot more of yeah introspection of kind of coming to um a place of of coming through struggles and dark times and and finding empowerment and self-love and all of that yeah it's really uh it's really exciting i mean the first the first piece with the 12-8 feel that kind of gets going it just i don't know it sounds more refined to me in some sort of way maybe more polished uh, than some of the earlier stuff, it's still the huh. the challenges that we all go through. And I'm I, I haven't seen you or talked to you since pre COVID. What was the COVID area uh, era like for you guys? I mean, I mean, <laughs> stayed at home a lot more than before. You know, in 2019, I did that whole 50 state tour thing, right? And uh, and then I just stayed in one place for a long time, which I had not done. But the streaming performing became. Yeah, it shot up way up during the pandemic. People, I think, yes, were a lot more willing to watch a live stream because it was the only option. (laughs) I've been doing live streaming for a couple of years before that, but it became very, you know, it was the thing to do. Honestly, um, it it was a pro and a con because it more people were like, yes, this is the way I'm going to watch something and I'm going to support this way because it's the way to support because you can't go to a show, but it also became very saturated. Like now suddenly I'm competing with, you know, Taylor Swift doing a live stream or something. I don't know if she did, but you know what I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that has always impressed me about you, Chris, is your seemingly boundless level of energy. Because when we talked, um, you know, in the first, uh, the first time that you came on my program, you were, just, you know, saying, well, I've got this Patreon going and I'm doing this live stream and then I've got a live gig and then I'm in the studio and then I'm traveling all 50 states. I mean, it kind of wore me out to just listen to it. <laughs> Let's be very honest here. Me too. It wore me out. Like, I'm going to be, I want to be really real because I think it's important. Um, because artists, especially now, are expected to do so much. Um, you, not only do you have to be a singer and songwriter and, you know, like know how to produce your own stuff. And like you have to also be a, a master at um, marketing and, you know, doing all keeping up with all the different platforms and doing all these different things. And like I'm my own booker. I'm my own everything. Um, I'm not to say that I don't have a wonderful group of people around me that are helping me. I, I'm definitely not doing it all by myself, but I don't have, you know, like a big label and people that like do all the things. So I will say 
Yes, I'm I'm glad that it appears as though I have unlimited energy, but that is definitely not the case. <laughs> Out there is feeling like they are just struggling or they're tired or whatever. It's not like don't compare yourself to me in a way that's like, oh, she's just doing so much. Like, oh my gosh, I'm you're tired. I'm tired. <laughs> and um and I got to a place actually last year, and I think this is where it why the damn shame waste album came to be what it was, is I got totally burned out. I'm just going to be totally honest. I got extremely, I hit a, a really hard brick wall okay. and um, and had to take a break. And I think that was really good for me. And I'm, I'm still going through the um, the process of recovering from, you know, being a workaholic. And like, well, um, it's not, um, you know, in your defense and in mine as well, and for any artist, you, we really don't have the option of sitting on our laurels anymore because what happens is the competition just is racing and racing and racing and racing along. Well, yeah, it's because it's so, because of the internet, double-edged sword that it is, because it's amazing that we have access to millions of people from our bedrooms um, where we didn't used to have that, but it's also made it this, yeah, constant, you have to be constantly putting stuff out um, in order to be relevant. And, um, you know, that, can be exhausting. I think that it's it's very exciting as well as exhausting. Let's just be real. I'm not trying to like badmouth it or anything, but like you said, um we have to try to create a scenario in which we don't feel like oh, it's not an option to stop because like that's just not sustainable. It's not healthy. And um these are the days of your life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that, Alex, about that whole, like, I mean, it's a little different, not in the music industry, but do you feel like oh, the, the yeah. same pressure to be? I mean, no, because I just don't know what content I would put out there. Like, I think, you know, I mean, you could like make your own web series or something. Well, I, <laughs> I do work on my own things and we, you know, write and direct <laughs> And I've done some short films and I have a, a feature in the works and I create my own work, but it's not in the same way. It's not like this constant content, like, right. in like quantity, you, have, you must you know? post every day, several times a day. Yeah. Um, and I've been tempted or like sort of advised to get on TikTok or, or you know, but, but it's not, it would be com something completely different. And I don't think that I want to spend my energy, especially now with my baby, um, doing something that's not exactly in line with my dreams. So, you know, I'm just it's doing what I can. Medium. And it's what? a different, it's a completely different medium though, working yeah. with video and film. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of a, you know, end result kind of thing where you go, okay, I have this deal. Now I'm going to, you know, put it in a theater or put it on the internet and people have that experience. Whereas when you're a, a person performing music, that's the key thing. It's the performing of the music. People are like, you must perform the music. You must this. Yeah. You must that. yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, pros and cons because I don't have constant content to like give to people, but I also don't have it. So I don't have to, to be presenting it all the time, <laughs> which is nice. Right. <laughs> right. Well, the presenting it all the time thing is been something that makes me kind of crazy. I mean, I have this show that I do that's, gaining in popularity and I'm thrilled to have people like you guys on and stuff. But now I'm booking my live gigs. Once things start to open up after the pandemic, 
then booking the live gigs for me is a lot like what Chris said. It's like you have to manage and you have to promote and you have to do posters and you have to and do. You, uh, yeah, and you have to get everyone to come out and then you have to drive have, there and you have to do, do everything. Go up and stuff. And I think it's, it's um, for me now, I'm just kind of being a little pickier with the things that I do because I get called to do a lot of stuff in LA. I'm a keyboard player and I can play any style of music and I'm a producer too. And I, I love pop and I love punk and I wrote a lot of uh, rap tracks back in the nineties. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm more known as a jazz, like a jazz piano player, but now I want to just kind of focus on situations where yes, they already have the sound system. Yes. They already have the piano. Yes, the piano is going to be in tune. You know, these are basic things that are, yeah. just, you know, they're so hard to find in LA too. There's only a couple of places that are like that, but I'm just past the days of, let me yeah. put the entire PA in the back of the truck. And then I feel you for sure. And I think that's, you know, some people from the outside could think like, oh, oh, you're a snob and you like need all this stuff. But it's like, no, you just like have gotten to a point where that's like, I, it's not worth it to me to do that all anymore. And that's, and that's your choice. Like, (laughs) um, and the, it just reminds me of, um, the first time that I went on tour in Europe, um, we did this month long tour in Europe. Yeah. I did this month long tour in Germany, went a little bit to Belgium and the Netherlands. And, um, I tell you what, it was me and a guitar player, just us. We were carrying our own, you know, two guitars, like a a little like um, percussion thing and our entire PA and lights and all this stuff and on all the merch, oh carrying my. them, just the two of us on public transportation, <laughs> <laughs> trains and buses, because we couldn't afford to rent a car. Um, <laughs> and and it's like. Mm. During that whole tour, I was just like, you know what? This is fine. Um, I'm doing the thing. And yeah. And I was like, and when I'm in a tour bus someday or even just a van, I am going to know for sure that I paid my dues. (laughs) No qualms about that. It's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a age uh, specific thing too. I mean, I'm at the point to where I've done all of these world tours and I played with all these celebrities and got really spoiled doing all of that and i think if i were younger and uh well i went to europe when i was 20 with a guy who was a total stranger i met at a jazz festival he just said you're great man i gotta take you to europe and introduce you to all my german friends and i was like great so you know two weeks later i'm on a i'm on a plane flying into frankfurt germany with this guy who ended up being a really scary person like he had he had uh, camera gear and he'd flown cocaine inside the camera gear all the way to Germany. <laughs> and he had all of this weed and stuff in his bag. And and this was before TSA and 9-11 and all that. And we get, yeah. we get into this rented BMW leaving the airport. And he says, man, we got to stop and get some beers. So I, I love drinking beer while I drive. And, and you got to be kidding. And so he says, no, everybody does it in Germany. Let's do it. So he sets up this beer and he's just chugging these beers and we're going down the Autobahn at like 200 kilometers an hour. He says, isn't this great? Welcome to Germany. And you're like, no, I'm terrified. Please let me out. <laughs> I was scared oh to death, you know, of that, of that whole scenario. Yeah. But, 
but being that age, it was, you know, I obviously I lived through it and everything and I'm still here today. And now it's a story that I can tell if I ever had kids and grandkids, I can say, oh, you have no idea what danger really is, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get on a plane with a random person you just met. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not going to take those kind of chances now, but um, I see uh, uh, that during the sound check, there was a guitar. Yes. Yes. And there was. I think the great thing to do right now is if you'd be so kind to uh, play something from the new project. I would love to. That would be great. So the album is called Damn Shame Face, folks. It comes out on yes. all platforms on September the 9th, 2022. And if you are not familiar <laughs> with Chris, uh, you can go to her music and, and check her out. She's fantastic. Thank you. Um, yeah, the, the album Damn Shame Waste, I'm going to explain why it's called that after I play. Okay. Um, but you can, this is a song called Run, which okay. you can already stream. It's already out. It's one of the singles. Nice. And um, and you can also pre-order the whole album for just $5 at my website, chrisangelis.com. So here we go. Turning down the sound. Sorry. Being squished. I think I aged more today than in all the years before. The storm within my soul has been unkind So let's get lost and found With our hearts beating so loud They're drowning out the questions in our mind And we'll run, run, run
Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Now, the uh, the title of the song that you just performed for us, is that the title track, or is there a title track, or how does that work on this one? Um, that is the, not the title track. The, the title, actually, of the album comes from a song called Paper Planes, um, where the... The line, so Paper Planes is actually about my dad who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so he's, you know, been struggling with, you know, his memory and, and all kinds of things, feeling like he's not able to do as much anymore. And he was always very, um, he was a nurse and he was very helpful. And, and, um, so it's been, it's been hard for him. And he, um, he used to be a, a flight nurse for the Air Force. And oh, wow. so the song is about that. But it's about saying like, you know, you, you used to soar across the sky in million dollar wings. Um, and then it goes on and to say like, um, but you are, everything you've always been is still the love you've had for everyone is still running through your veins. Um, you're everything you've always been. You're just flying paper planes now. And um, the, uh, the verses. That's incredible. Oh, thanks. Um, and there's one of the verses that says, um, you know, it kind of goes through the different things that are going on. Like, oh, it's okay if you put things in a different place. It's okay if you forget my name and remember my face. You know that you love me and I want you to stay. And worrying about anything else would be a damn shame waste. So that's where that line comes from. So as much oh, as okay. as much as much damn shame waste, I realize it sounds kind of negative. Um, it comes from that place. And I, I realized that it, it did apply to kind of the whole album in that a lot of it is coming from, yeah, it, you can, you can interpret it in a bunch of, di- a bunch of different ways as you can interpret songs in all the different ways. But, um, you know, it's like a lot of my songs have been about heartbreak and some of them on the album still are about losing love and, or them losing my love, which is just a, just a shame, isn't it? It's just sad for them. And, <laughs> and, um, and, or things like, um, just having spent so much of my life in so much anxiety and regret, and that's just a waste. It's a waste of time. And, and, and so feeling like realizing that even though I'm looking back on that now, I, I could even go into a, a loop of feeling bad and shaming myself for, for wasting so much time. And it's just like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. That's a really, just, that's a really good point. And I think, um, you know, it's taken me a lot of years to kind of realize that too, because at the end of uh, a relationship that was really serious or uh, a career change, like getting fired from a band or having physical problems, like I couldn't walk for two years during high school because I was in this horrible car crash. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of stuck, you know, but as, especially as the years roll by, I'm starting to understand you know, people used to say, well, you have to be in the present moment, which is true, but you have to be willing to just let that stuff go and move forward. The most forward motion is the most important thing for me as an artist. I even wrote mm-hmm. a song that I debuted at a jazz festival um, a couple of months ago, just called Forward Motion. And it's about letting all that go. And you're just going to keep exactly. on moving in the positive direction. Exactly. And that's a lot harder than it sounds when the world is such a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely as we get all philosophical now, it's 
of course, one people should be aware of, you know, what's going on in the world and, um, and help when they can, but it's also not healthy to just only focus on that. Like it's not wrong to, to try to enjoy and feel peace and enjoy even painful, terrible things happening in the world. I think it's our responsibility to feel as much joy and peace as we can, because then we can put that into the world and hopefully those terrible, painful things will become less for everyone. It's all a balance, right? Yeah. I mean, not to say that just like, just go around, just (laughs) ignoring things and doing whatever you want, but like your Instagram posts on the beach in Mexico will save the world. No, they won't, but you know, it's not that simple. I know. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know that that's not what you're saying. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. Um, But point being the album title is saying, yes, there are a lot of things that to be upset about. There are a lot of things to that are a shame. There are a lot of things that are a waste, but, but worrying about them can, moving forward would also be a damn shame waste. So right. that's what right. that's about. Because you get, well, what happens is people get stuck in these, in these weird behavioral patterns. And I think mm-hmm. since my career started way before there was social media and the music industry was really controlled. Mm-hmm. So this had, you know, there was a clear path. And society was totally different. And, you know, you could get on billboard and you could do a tour and this and that and the other thing. But it was much more kind of, you know, the record companies were saying to the public, here's, you know, the artist and the artist would put forth their message. And now, um, because I do some marketing, you know, marketing for uh, my own stuff, learn how to do that for a few other people. It's a minefield. Social media is a total minefield. You can go mm-hmm. out there on Facebook and you could say, you know, I really like tomatoes with this certain kind of mushroom on my salad. And it could be the end of your account because the anti-mushroom <laughs> pro-tomato people, they are going to have a fit because you didn't pick the right kind of tomato. And you oh, know, my gosh. Tomatoes that come from a certain area are better than the tomatoes that come from somewhere else. And you yeah. get the point of what I'm saying, because I have this conversation with my uncle uh, a lot, who's a retired blues piano player from Kansas City. And he's, he's like all the way to one political spectrum. And I'm kind of, you know, on the other side from him in a lot of ways, too. But we just have these conversations and we can go drink and we can go hang yeah. out. I can just say. Hey man, you're full of crap. And he can say, Hey man, you're full of crap. Cheers. And then at the end, it's all done. We're just yeah, like, but, fine. but the internet is like a whole yeah. crazy situation where people don't really see each other as people. Yeah. And it's hard. It's the realm of, of, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. I was just going to like pile on uh, the, the most um, engagement that a tweet of mine ever got was this. I miss borders bookstores. And the amount of like pushback I got, like, because, oh my God, how could you, there, the small bookstores need your, you know, support. And that's just like, I'm, I'm like, well, being a monster bookstore didn't really help it. That's why they're gone. And I, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I like them. Yeah. And also it's like, yeah, when people get all, all uppity about like, okay, but I didn't say 
small bookstores suck and should all die. Like, you know, you just said you missed something. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like as if someone looked at someone and said, I love you. And then everyone else in their life goes, I guess you hate me. Right, right. That's exactly <laughs> Whoa. The perfect. That's the perfect analogy because the um, as as the world gets stranger and the news is more difficult to listen to, people are so on the edge and they're stressed right to the very maximum all the time. Well, it's so, because of all of this. <laughs> it's just it's it continues. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, everybody's stressed about them being stressed, and I mean it's like what we were just talking about. Let's just not. <laughs> worry so much about it i mean yes of course work towards making a difference positive difference if you can if it's productive that's but you, the main thing but you do have to take care of your own mental health too you know put your mask on before you put others on and plain and then care about others simple right. simple right. thoughts care about other people right so that you're also healthy <laughs> i hear i hear that all of the time too from close friends of mine is they say we're in a world of everybody is so selfish and it's so me 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 and they're not caring about other people and i just say well that's how hollywood has always been <laughs> you know it's kind of like a uh, yeah i also will today okay. yeah go ahead sorry yeah i also will say there's there's care about other people as in have compassion and like help people when you can but all and, and when you're able to and you have the resources to but um also some people need to stop caring so much about other people. Like, really? Like, like who they love and what they're doing and what they're wearing doesn't affect you. Yeah. Stop it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's certain different kinds of caring that we need to have more or less of. Yeah. Well, you know, I um, just artistically speaking, um, one of the things that's been really challenging for me is I try and run my Instagram feed which I'm not very good at and run my Facebook feed, which I'm, I think now really good at is just the disappointment that goes with, you know, I'll make this song that'll be unbelievable. Like the chords will be new movement that I've never done before. And it'll be this piano technique that's, uh, that I just invented for that particular song. <laughs> and I'll put that song up and I'll, I'll post it and, I'll, and then I'll get like one, like, yeah. And, and then, you know, I'll, I'll take a picture of a sandwich and we'll get a thousand likes. Yeah. So this is what, you know, that kind of balance, Alex was saying, it's a balance. I think that's an imbalance. It's like, why do people find my sandwich so much more interesting than this amazing music that I've built over yeah. it? But well, it's because goes, they can relate to the sandwich more. Yeah. But then that Maybe. is an opportunity to go, I really felt fulfilled by the new music and that's what's important and uh, you know you share it and and i'm sure there were people that at that one person that really resonated with them <laughs> you know right. and and that's just as important as the sandwich <laughs> if not well, more <laughs> yeah. i think it's all leading to me creating my new album damn shame sandwich <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, you know, I'm sure if a, a sandwich could be animated, it would probably shame me for something. <laughs> It'll probably <laughs> shame you for something. You got a different, you got to get a different sandwich. You got to get those supportive sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, that's what I need is I need a support sandwich. Yes. 
Oh my God. Can you get those at LA? No food or drink on this bus. Oh, but this is my emotional Wait. support sandwich. Actually, that's, that's a good album name. Emotional, emotional support, support sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're welcome. That but one. that's like really real because I get hangry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of uh, these things that are coming up for you guys now, um, so far, I got three important things. The Hotel Cafe is August 25, right? Yep. August 25th, main stage, 9 p.m. Pacific time. And the cool thing is you can come in person. I hope you will because it'll be fun. And um, and it's also going to kind of be our like little birthday party because we didn't have one. It was last month, our real birthday. But wow. we're going to be like, yay, it's our party for the album and us being born. I don't know. And um, so come celebrate if you can, if you're in L.A. But also it's going to be live streamed. So it's going to be really cool. Like there's five different cameras. It's going to be a really great little um, way to watch the show and see stuff that I don't normally do on live stream. Like ever, I'm having a full band and everything. So um, you can buy tickets wherever you are. That's wonderful. Okay. And then coming up after that, then the album, the new album, Damn Shame Waste will be Mm -hmm. available September 9th. Yep. That's going to be uh, all streaming platforms all over the world. And it's only five bucks and, you know, I think everybody should. Yeah, buy. if you pre-order, it's five bucks. You buy at least two copies of it because this is the thing about. I'm from the era where we would get fifteen ninety-five for a Rob Mullen CD on Warner Brothers. Yeah, It'd be something to split at the end. Even though the record company would be totally screwing me, I'd still walk away with like seventy-five cents or two. You know, I think Michael Jackson, uh, the most he ever made on one of his. Um, album projects was $2 a unit and for the thriller album. And those lawyers had to fight for years to get Michael Jackson up to two bucks out of the 15. Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, I do believe that because you know, the labels take most of it, but they're also doing a lot for you. Right. Well, I liked, I liked the part about the labels doing a lot for me, but I didn't like the part about looking at my royalties and going, did they really do that much? Yeah, no, I I hear you, but but I'll tell you what, like being a totally independent artist, I'm paying for everything, and so yes, I would hope that yes, I get to have all of the all of the money from it, you know, for sure, struggling (laughs) with with actually even making a profit. So, um, based on all of the like, I'll based on all the expenses that I have, you know. Well, so know, I, I, I hear it. If I was a record label, I would want to make my money back too. <laughs> you're right. I can see both sides. Well, once you, once you've been on every side of the equation, then you have a much more circumspect, circumspect kind of realistic picture yeah. about how all of it works. Because I've found myself many times doing that too. I'm like, well, I could hire this, you know, Grammy winning uh, drummer to come play on this project. And that's going to cost me, I got to get cartage for his drums and then we got to get a studio mm-hmm. and then I got to write charts for everything. Yeah. And, and I got to pay him or I could just set up my little drum kit and get it done in a couple hours. Yeah. And, and it, you know, sometimes it really depends. Like, is it worth it? Um, and sometimes it really is. And sometimes it's like, wait a second, am I, am I thinking that I need to do this big thing to like look good and it's, you know, feeding my ego or is it actually going to make it better? That's right. some of the big questions I've had to ask myself now in terms of when I'm going to spend money and when I'm not, you know, uh, I'm just so thrilled uh, for you, Chris, because if more artists could be like you, 
that the world would be. I know it just sounds really stupid and corny, but if it could be more like you, it would just be wonderful. Oh, well, that's very yeah. sweet. I don't know in what way you mean, but that's very nice. <laughs> Thank I'll you. I'll take it. I'll take so, it. <laughs> and okay, now number three, Alex, you have a film coming out and it's a horror movie. And do you have a release date for that? Or is that still secret? I, well, it's just unknown. Um, we just finished filming it. So it has to be edited and, and sent out oh. and hopefully okay. we'll, but know. it's been, it was in deadline and stuff, right? Oh yeah. It was announced. Um, on deadline. And uh, that's very exciting, but I, we don't know if it's going to premiere at a festival or on, in theaters or what well, yet. So to be determined. Beautiful. Well, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on the show and uh, Alex, especially you with the new baby and all that that entails. And Chris, your spirit and your vibe is just <laughs> so warm and wonderful. And I wish well, you, thank you. I wish you so much success with this new project. And I know my viewers are going to love this episode of the podcast. So I really appreciate you taking the time to, to give a platform for musicians like, like me, you know, otherwise I wouldn't have a way to get the word out to new people. So I uh, thank you. Well, you know, I don't, I don't have that many subscribers yet and I don't have that many views, but the people that watch really do love it. You know, well, and that's, that's you need you, it, you can do better with a hundred true fans than hundred thousand people that don't care. Than so, hundred thousand robots that's that all right. buy from India. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are sandwich people. I don't want robots. <laughs> yeah. The sandwich bots. Okay, you guys. Have a great rest of your vacation. When are you coming back from Canada? Uh, in a few days. Yeah, in a few days. Um, just real quick, though, please follow Alex on Instagram, A-L-I-X-A-N-G-E-L-I-S. Um, mm -hmm. And you can find me on all the things at Chris Angelis, K-R-I-S-A-N-G-E-L-I-S. -S. We spell our names weird. Um, and you can find me at ChrisAngelis.com. All of the socials, TikTok and Facebook and all of the things. You can buy the album and, and stream and all that stuff is on my website. Also, AlexAngelis.com. So you can see all of the movies and stuff that she already has out on Amazon and Netflix and all that good stuff. Beautiful. Okay, folks, <laughs> signing off. This is the end of the first episode in season four of the Planet Mullins podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>